0: Hello and welcome back to C-Red UK, we're quite simply Chicago Bulls This podcast is part of the Fans First Sports Network, Wherever you're listening, rate, review, subscribe, helps us out and ensures you don't miss another episode. And if you're lucky enough to be watching on YouTube, make sure you hit the bell, give us a thumbs up and leave some comments down below. I'm Matt and as always, joined by Neil. How are we doing Neil.
1: I'm good thank you um that's quite courteous of you to say always seeing as i disappeared for three weeks but uh, i'll take it
0: <laughs> continuity <laughs>
1: exactly
0: yeah uh yeah i take it you're just as tired as me then
1: i'm actually not doing too bad um kind of partly because i was poorly for a couple of days so i spent two days pretty much between the couch and the bed um and the restroom. But um yeah, that's <laughs> so I've actually quite well rested. I'm not too bad. But I'd say tomorrow after tonight I'll be banjaxed.
0: Yeah. Obviously as we're recording this, it's bang in the middle of a back to back. Um, which we'll get into the first part. So when you do listen to this, chances are we've already played Nuggets as well. So Yeah. You just have to deal with it. We're kind of struggling a little bit with scheduling that way. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's difficult when you're uh, kind of working in the daytime and then trying to squeeze in the reviews of the games. But uh, ah, we'll get there.
0: Yeah, so we'll get into it. Obviously, last episode we put out just for the Spurs game. And we beat Spurs 121, 112 to go on that four game win streak. And first half didn't look like it was going to happen, did it? No um and then second half we just sort of turned it around and ended up getting the win obviously our first chance to look at wemby um obviously we've seen highlights of him Mm -hmm. stuff like that in the past but it was our first chance to actually watch him play and yeah i mean we're not going to talk much about the bulls game because obviously it's gone and stuff like that so what was your take on wemby
1: um honestly Uh, I think if he can bulk up some, which I'm sure he will, and once he doesn't take any kind of major injury in the meantime, this dude is going to be the absolute future of the NBA, in my opinion. Um, To see the way he can handle the ball and go coast to coast, block the professional NBA players like their children, um, his moves in and around the rim, i mean and, and the fact that he can shoot a jump shot as well, um, I just think he's the, the whole package in an absolutely colossal shadow. Uh, I'm very, very impressed by him. I know maybe you weren't quite as impressed, but I'll let you give your opinion on him. But um, yeah, I, I think this dude is is the next coming.
0: Yeah, it, it, I mean, it's not that I wasn't impressed by him. It's just the fact that I think he's been hyped that much that you kind of expect a, a superstar straight away um mm-hmm. and at the end of the day when you're the tallest guy on the court you're going to get rebounds um i wasn't yeah. particularly impressed with his offensive game i needs, i think to be honest it needs a lot of work a, a lot of his points because he got was it 20 points uh 20 rebounds youngest mm-hmm. player in the nba to do it you know a lot of them come from sort of putbacks and basically the fact that he was just above everybody um but I am excited to see how he develops. And I think Spurs need to know how to play him as well. Yeah. I think that was a big problem is they just can't seem to put the pieces around him to make him work properly. And like you say, he needs to bulk up. If he can bulk up, you're not moving him. No. That is just yeah. going to be, you know, horrible to watch. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, from an and, and the thing you've got to remember
1: India. is, yeah, absolutely. And the thing you've got to remember about this guy, he's he's only in America three months. Do you know, yeah. <laughs> it's it's not like he was playing through the college system, and now he's in the NBA. He was playing yeah. in Europe, and he's yeah. moved straight over to to the states, where it's as we know, it's a much faster paced game. It's a different game than it is anywhere else, and he already looks like he's going to figure it out very quickly. And yeah. um, that's the thing. Like, I mean, it's his rookie year and, you know, he, he does have areas that require a lot of need and a lot of work, including his physicality. But I mean, he's got Greg Popovich in his corner. Yeah. He's going to figure it out. If anyone will help him figure out it's pop. And that's a scary prospect. If, he, if we're already looking at this guy after just a few months, kind of seeing how good he is, how good he could potentially be. That is that is quite a prospect for the future.
0: Oh, yeah, definitely. And obviously, we're going to be lucky enough to get to see him again next week
1: <laughs>
0: when we face Spurs <laughs> again. <laughs> um, obviously, going on to a, the Bulls side of it, uh, it was a win. So we give a, <laughs> a Bulls, a Bull of the game, which went to your guy, Patrick Williams. Yes, it did uh, uh, 20 points six rebounds three assists one steal one block uh two of three from three and eight of 11 from the field altogether yep. um yeah I mean it was just a solid game from him um and yep. obviously you were quite thrilled to <laughs> to have him I think it's, it's his, it must be his first one of the season
1: this season definitely
0: yeah. yeah yeah definitely um yeah it was just a solid game and i think he was doing well on both ends and obviously that's why he, he took it in the end um the four stars of chicago obviously another thing that comes out when we win obviously p will was one kobe was two vooch was three and tory greg was four mm-hmm. obviously kobe's just been kobe at the minute and you know, we don't need to talk about that too much. Vooch, he sort of got in there. I mean he he had um twenty one points, sixteen rebounds, two assists. But for me it was the way that he adapted to Wemby. Mm-hmm. He sort of realised I'm bigger than you. So you're not pushing me around, you're not yeah, you might be able to shoot over me, jump over me, whatever. But you're not going through me basically. Mm-hmm. Um and just sorted it out defensively, I thought. And Tory Craig, she was just hustle, won it all, all from him. Um,
1: Us hustling threes.
0: Yeah, sixteen points, eight rebounds, but obviously five of seven from three, and they he needed. And yeah, you know he was basically looked at Kobe and said, "Hold oh, my beard," didn't he, with that one? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, um. I mean, I, not a lot more to add to it from me. I don't know if there's anything you want to add to that game.
1: I just want to give one little shout out to Kobe um, for having the guts to drive in towards Wemby and shoot a shot over him. He I mean, just arced <laughs> oh, 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 the shot over him and, and, and scored it. And that just goes to show the confidence that Kobe White's playing with right now.
0: Demar did it as well, didn't he?
1: You he did, just yeah. Basically yeah, yeah. Just well, went I mean, the ball will shoot over right
0: anyway. <laughs> yeah. yeah, as we'll get into in a minute. <laughs> yeah, um, but
1: um, for Kobe to do it was it was telling, I thought.
0: Yeah, and obviously on to last night's game then against Milwaukee Bucks, and mm-hmm. the win streak come to an end with a one twenty nine one thirty three defeat after overtime. as we both said last night, we weren't mad at it. No. We kind of, we expected it, or we expected a loss, possibly a, a blowout loss, I thought, mm. it's, could have been coming, because we knew that um, books were after revenge from yeah. a week ago, whenever it was. Obviously, we went into it without Caruso, which didn't help. Mm. Um, but yeah, I thought, there's a few times where it looked like Bucks were going to run away with it, and then all of a sudden, we just dragged it back. And yeah. it actually look like we could have won it. I mean, no, we know we we only didn't take the lead until overtime when Tory Craig get them free throws. Like, but just the books just didn't look fully in control. No. And it wasn't until that fourth quarter when Yanis uh, become Yanis and was just getting to the free-throw line. You know, some of them a little bit contentious, as always. But we know it's going to happen. And, Mm -hmm. you know, before that, obviously P-Will, I think, did a solid job of um, guarding him. Uh, And obviously, the main talking points seem to be the fact that Damada Rosen goes for 41 points with 11 assists, yet cost us the game is the general sort of opinion that you seem to see on the socials at the minute. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because obviously backing him up was Kobe with 33 points, six rebounds, four assists, one steal. Obviously hitting six of 10 from three. How can somebody who scores 41 points and also dish out 11 dimes be a ball hog and cost you the game? Yes, because... It's
1: it's the 11 assists, isn't
0: it? Yeah. And I get it. I get where people are coming from with it, with the whole... But he went ISO, because he did. That's Damar. But he wasn't ISO for the full game. To me, the reason he was ISO is because, apart from Kobe, nobody else was doing anything. The movement seemed to stop. The... the the drive into the rim seemed to stop, you know, so you know what's going to happen when Demar sees that stop. He's going to think, well, you know, what, did he have 30-odd points without his free throws? Mm -hmm. He obviously was feeling it. Yeah. Unfortunately, he just didn't feel it enough in the fourth to get us the win because the fourth, he went very cold. And obviously that allowed Kobe to come through. And then everyone's saying, well, Kobe didn't take any threes in overtime or, you know, Damar went away from Kobe, and it's like, uh, to me, it was more books were defending Kobe. So Damar thought, well, I can't go to him. And I can't go to Vooch because Vooch is doing nothing. I can't go to Io because Io doing nothing. You That's know, true. and if anything, yeah, <laughs> if anything, it was Tory Craig that was taking the shots, I thought, early in, in overtime anyway, before he found out. Mm-hmm. And it was Kobe that was getting the ball to him. So the ball was going through Kobe. Because you were the amount of times you saw Kobe go to the rim and you think, right, he's going for the layup. And then he'd just drop it to tory Craig, who couldn't get it in. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah. What was your sort of quick take on it?
1: Yeah, to continue on there from what you were saying about Kobe as well, the amount of times he drove the lane and did a wraparound pass to the three point shooter as well on the baseline. Um, you know, that happened yeah. quite a few times too. But I totally and utterly agree with you. I mean, I don't, like, like, we, like we said, I, I'm not worried about this lot because, okay, there was only kind of a handful of players that really excelled in the game, but they looked like they were playing with that same hustle and that same heart that they had been. So to do that, take it to overtime, stay reasonably close with the Bucs for the most part, apart from a few little stretches and losing overtime by only four points. Uh, I'm not angry at that. No. Do you know, I'm not angry at the fact that they didn't make it to five. I mean, how many years is it since they've made it to five, a five game winning streak well,
0: anyway? It's two years since we made it to four.
1: Exactly. Yeah. What was it? February last year or something?
0: Um, um, yeah. Something February like year 20, ago. Yeah. 21. Yeah. Something like that.
1: Yeah. Something like that. Well, anyway, whenever it was. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I'm not cross at this, but, the Bucks could see that Kobe was a problem. And I think they kind of, kind of like us with Yannick, it's damage limitation. They were the yeah. same with Damar. It's damage limitation with Damar. So rather than trying to completely stop Damar and they got lucky because he went a bit cold, they decided to try and start stopping Kobe or force Kobe to do something different. And it worked. I mean, Kobe adjusted, fair play to him. As we've said, he started becoming a facilitator instead of a three-point shooter. But I don't think it's just that the Bulls stopped going to Kobe or Kobe stopped shooting the three. I think the Bucks just started to contain him more, and and we had to change the game plan a little bit. And the game plan almost worked, but just didn't didn't quite make it.
0: Yeah, and I mean when you look at the sort of team stats, you know, like field goal wise, 114 from Bulls, mm-hmm. and we made 47 of them. That's not very good. Not when Bucks are gone for 86, hitting 44 of them.
1: Yeah, it's a big difference.
0: You know, and that's not on Demar and that's not on Kobe. That's on everybody else. Yeah. You know, because from three point, we both hit 15. They took 37, we took 34. So that's quite even. Mm -hmm. Free throws. Now, this you know, you can't win a game, as we've said before, when you lose the free throw battle the way that we did. I mean, they got to the line 37 times, hitting 30 of them. We got to the line 25 times, hitting 20 of them. Mm-hmm. So there's 10 points straight away. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And that's the difference between going to overtime and not. And that was the difference mm-hmm. of Yanis. And like I said, to me, P-Will did a good job on Yanis mm-hmm. and managed to put up 15 points and seven rebounds. You yeah? know, shout out P-Will. Um, But, you know, <laughs> we, um, <laughs> there's murders
1: going on <laughs> in the house.
0: <laughs> <Isn't it> like, <laughs> we actually out rebounded him as well. Which, do you know what I mean? So, the reason that I'm not mad at it is because the effort was there. Mm. You know what I mean? Some of the players that I mentory Craig didn't have the best game scoring wise, but. The hustle was there, you know, especially without yeah, Caruso. Because there was that one player was off a free throw, which they missed at the end, mm-hmm. and he dived to keep it in. Kobe managed to get the sort of the rebound off it, basically, and calls for a timeout as he's falling, you know, over the, yeah. the, the uh, back line. It's fantastic. You know, that that's the sort of stuff you want to see. And that's to me why I'm not mad at it, because we actually look like an NBA team. Yeah, And we're doing it hard at the minute as well. You know, just in two players, people seem to forget at the minute that we've got 60 million in talent sitting, rehabbing. Mm -hmm. How many teams could go through that? And And still look good. Yeah, and have a winning record at the end of it. I know we haven't got a winning record, but that's what I mean. How many teams would come through with a winning record? Then you add in the fact that your glue guy wasn't there as well in caruso yeah. you know it not matter at, at all um it was a completely different type of loss to the losses that we were getting where you know we were going down big getting it back going down big and just running out of energy so yeah. um obviously a few other quick pointers before we move on vooch is just too inconsistent at the minute isn't he you yeah. know Like last night, all right, he gets his double-double, 14 points, 10 rebounds. But he was 6 of 16 from the field. He seems to be able to have started hitting his threes at the minute. Yeah, missing his bunnies. Um, Yeah. And especially when we're going through him as well. Mm. It's just... I mean, you know what you're going to get when Vuce goes up against Brook Lopez. (laughs) I don't know. It's, Vooch is just really frustrating me again. Um, you know, because like I say, he was one of the better players against Spurs. I thought. He was. To then go and do that. It was just, you know, and obviously, Ayo with his Tony Snell stat line. Yeah. Does it 26 minutes, zero, 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 and one foul. Yeah, so he did get he did register something.
1: Yeah, he had to ruin it, didn't he? Couldn't get yeah. could get a duck egg all the way across the board.
0: But to me, all right, he it looks bad, and I was saying all game, you know, take him out, give Javon Carter more minutes, give because we wanted to give Deal and Terry more minutes because we needed that offensive spark, and Io just he was. Cold all night, yeah. But he did a good job on Dame mm-hmm. and it's kind of like I'm not. I'm not worried by Ayo having that game. No, I'm not either. You know, you know, and I've actually said I think he'll be our player of the game tonight. Right, maybe out back. of sympathy, but yeah, you know. Um, but yeah. Anything else you need to say on the game?
1: No, I, I want to agree with you on the Io thing. Um, you you can't berate him for, okay, it was a terrible stat line. Um, but like you say, defensively, he, he was a presence. But he was awful um, offensively uh, for us in the whole game. Every minute he got on the court was, was not good offensively. But Io has been far better this year. He's been much mm. more like the Io we had in year one and year two. And... I'm not going to break the guy from one game do you know I mean if he goes through a spate of two three four five games where he's getting very little and we're we're seeing very little productivity out of him well then he needs to go back on the bench and sit further down the bench but right now no I'm not I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be out on him after one game
0: yeah and obviously title of this episode is two-man show and Mm -hmm. it's just basically because Seemed like there was only two players that were going to get anything done in that game last night, and yeah, I, let's say, just not mad at it. It is yeah. a loss. I think it's a what do they call it? A scheduled loss,
1: right? Expected it to be a loss.
0: Yeah, um, and obviously it kickstarts this rough, rough spe- uh, spell that we've got coming up. But yes, it does um yeah carry on playing like that and maybe not as rough as people are expecting mm-hmm. so i don't know what do you want to talk about next your little thing or going to the latest news
1: my little thing as the in, in of, the,
0: you've got the banners so <laughs> yeah <Don't choose. laughs> so the, well
1: that's, okay I will we'll go with this one then a little of. announcement yeah little announcement from um the NBA and and more so Team USA uh, today, which is quite exciting for us living on this side of the water. Uh, Team USA have announced that they will be um, playing two games uh, on the way to Paris against uh, South Sudan and the German national teams in 2024 in the, what's it called these days? Not called the Millennium Dome anymore, is it?
0: Uh, or Or two? The O2 that's, Arena is it? Yeah, one of them.
1: You can tell I've left England a long time, can't you? <laughs> um, yes. Yeah, so, um, that's quite exciting, and also the, obviously South Sudan, their president of the what was it the SSBF, um, yeah. is um Luol Deng, our very own Luel Deng. So he's going to be a big presence there as well as part of that. So we're very excited to to maybe potentially. Be able to get a ticket and, and get there i'll have to catch a plane yeah. as well like but at least you can just go for a drive um not so tomorrow. for all our UK listeners you're used yeah, to driving possibly. to london what are you talking about
0: yeah but not in my own car and actually having to pay to drive into <laughs> london ridiculous well, i'm
1: sure i'm sure if you get the opportunity to see some uh, nba talent and uh, some german talent as well for that matter yes. you'll you'll the wor- make the effort
0: the world champions
1: yes Yes, the world champion German <laughs> team. Yeah, <laughs> hard to argue with it. Yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, so tickets go on sale. I think this Friday at is it nine o'clock in the morning?
0: Friday, uh, one one p.m.
1: Oh, was it one p.m.? Okay, so it's on Friday at one yeah. p.m. So uh, I'm sure we'll be trying to get in the in the queue for for tickets for one of, the, if not both of the games. I don't know. It Depends on price, I guess and um and see what happens from there if it's anywhere like or anything like trying to get tickets to the paris game last year it's going to be a disaster but we'll try anyway
0: (sighs) yeah yeah i think they've put it at 1 p.m because that suits the americans more with the Eastern time makes sense yeah obviously with them playing in london and the amount of americans that are probably not going to come over why not put them on sale at a decent time for america (sighs)
1: Well, you know, it's a bit of a nightmare at 9 o'clock for me anyway Because I'll be doing a school run So 1 o'clock probably suits me better anyway
0: (laughs) Yeah, hopefully I'll be finished work by then So yeah, (laughs) uh, obviously there was that announcement And Bulls have come out with an announcement themselves Just before we started recording Which has kind of thrown us because we weren't going to talk about it Um, No,
1: but I mean, it's one of those things you have to kind of acknowledge now When it comes out just before recording, of course
0: yeah and I'll try and get the sort of proper release up uh, so I don't Yeah
1: I, I have it here actually. Um, um so they've basically announced that they're going to be doing a ring of honor for um and the inaugural class that they've they've named is 13 individual players plus the entire 95 96 team the 72 and 10 team basically. Yeah. and um, so they've all been announced so I actually have the list of players. If you want me to read it out, or do you have it? You want to read it out?
0: Uh, I've got the thing up now. Yeah. Obviously, they're having a game it's, it's against Golden State on January the 12th to celebrate and kind of open this thing up, aren't they? That's it's, right. it's basically, to me, it's like a, a Bulls Hall of Fame. Yeah, no it's way. basically
1: what it is. Yeah, it's basically what it is. Um, I like it. i I like it it's you know we've often said on this pod they need to come up with something else other than just putting players Hmm. jerseys in the rafters and retiring their numbers they need to come up with some other way of honoring these players that have you know been legends for this team and this organization and 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 in fairness to them this is what they've done and i I like it
0: yeah as you said like initially there's going to be 13 individuals and the team Mm -hmm. inducted into this ring of honor hall of fame Mm -hmm. whatever you want to call it um Obviously, having the game against Warriors to kind of open it, and then they've got like a two day display, aren't they, for people to go and look around or something? And it's going to have yeah. its own website as well. Um, Obviously, I'm assuming just with write ups on who's involved and stuff like that. Uh, it was obviously going to be a halftime presentation on January the 12th, um, and then. the the plan is to induct new classes every two years so obviously that'll be what 2026 the next one and for people like us that's great because in the build-up to that you kind of who deserves it you know it gives fans something to talk about something to sort of um give opinions on whatever it is and obviously the the sort of criteria is says additionally all honorees must have demonstrated high character and integrity integrity both on and off the court and throughout their playing career and retirement mm-hmm. um they've they got to be they've got to spend at least three years or three seasons with the bulls and retired from the nba for at least three years so when people are asking where's d rose well, as far as I'm aware, D Rose is still playing. I think people you. on the socials have seen the headline and straight away, why ain't he in it? Why ain't he in it? Well, mm-hmm. read about it and you you find out. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah. If you go through the players that are going to be or the individuals,
1: yeah, sure. So the um, the thirteen individual Bulls legends are Artis Gilmore. Phil Jackson, Michael Jordan, Johnny Kerr, Dick Klein, Jerry Krause, Tony Kukoc, Bob Love, Scotty Pippen, Dennis Rodman, Jerry Sloan, Chet Walker and Tex Winter.
0: Yeah. Not a bad first class. That is a pretty
1: decent inaugural class.
0: I mean, it's pretty obvious why the majority of them. Mm. You know, obviously some Bulls fans may not know who all of them are, Mm -hmm. you know, people like, obviously, Johnny Kerr, um, possibly, I mean, obviously we never saw the likes of Jerry Sloan, but we know what he means to the organisation, obviously, all four players whose jerseys retired are going to be put into it, which you kind of expect, and If you go on the socials, it's got a little bit of criticism. People saying, you know, why are we living in the past? Why are we sort of, we need to get this team winning now, not remember what happened, you know. And it's from some pretty prolific creators, shall we call it. You know, I'm not going to name names because I'm sure everyone will see it in their own time. and But everyone's entitled to their own opinion. And I get it there's is a lot of frustration around this Bulls team at the minute. But like you said at the start, we've been saying for a long time, how do you remember the sort of the legends without retiring the jersey? Yeah. And what do Bulls come up with? This. Yeah. You know? And I li- I like it and at the same time I don't like it because I do see the argument from the other side. But this has got nothing to do with the Encore product
1: no it doesn't at all
0: you know and like i say moving forward i think people will get used to it and there'll be that little bit of excitement in two years time when you start saying well oh, joking no has got to go into it you know um what probably horace grant probably goes into it do you know what i mean you sort of start yeah. going through you know and then eventually <laughs> When players like D Rose do retire, Zach, dare I say it, yeah. retires, Damar, you know, because yeah. he's going to have spent three years here. You know what I mean? These players, the, are kind of, they're not bringing any success, obviously, because the, the lot that are going in initially are bringing the success or brought the success, but we kind you kind of getting the chance to look back at what they did actually do, how much they did actually mean to the organisation. And, yeah, you know, to me, I like it. But at the same time, I do kind of not like it.
1: <laughs> yeah. um, And to play devil's advocate a little bit, because like I said, I, I do like this. Um, I, I like the whole concept behind it. Uh, I like the uh, the way they're honouring the players by doing something different um I like the choices that they've made so far the only argument I would have or counter argument I would have is why now Mm. and that is possibly what's bothering people more so sorry um more so than um the actual case of let's let's concentrate why do it at all I think it's more of a case of why do it now let's focus on the product that we have now let's focus on the issues we have at hand now this could have been done in the off season um and that's the only thing I I would say about it but it's because of the little tweaks that they've added into it uh like the 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 honorary game against Golden State and the fact that they want to have the like you say the little museum in the atrium that's all got to happen while there's bodies walking through right or else, how can they make any money out of it?
0: Yeah. And, you know, you look at it a different way as well. We're playing Golden State in that game when the thingy in it. Who is Golden State's coach?
1: Yeah, exactly. Steve Kerr. Yeah. And, and he's one of the members.
0: Yeah. You know, so. He's, he's,
1: it, he's a member from the 95
0: 96 team. Yeah. And probably somebody that you talk about for in two years time getting inducted yeah as an individual
1: yeah you absolutely know? actually that's a good point that you make there I wonder will they honor individuals as well as you know the fact that they've honored the 95-96 team because of that record will they take players out of that individually and honor them in the future when they are retired or three years after they've retired or whatever and give them a, a, an individual? Uh, honor.
0: Yeah, I mean, I guess that's you know, if it's somebody like Steve Kerr, you can kind of understand why they'd get the individual recognition because of yeah. you know, the whole three-point thing, and yeah, you know, it could be a name that people remember. But there'll be names on that team that people were like, who? Oh. yes, you know, uh, <laughs> you know. Definitely. So I think. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's, look, it's going to be a talking point for, you know, and like you said, why now? But then it's like I said, this don't. it's nothing to do with the on-court product at the minute, is it? You know, really. Obviously, we've spoke with Dan Moriarty. I don't know how much input someone like him's had into it, obviously been <laughs> VP of marketing. But this is the off-court staff doing their thing in it the behind the scenes nice. people doing their thing and you know it's great for the content team as well because it's giving them content that is away from what we have been seeing on the court you know and yeah yeah we all want the on-court product to change and it, you know this this kind of does distract from it maybe but yeah i like it and i think because it's something new, like the in-season tournament, which yeah, um, that's why people are maybe a little bit hesitant to to get on board with it, um, unless obviously you are Lakers and you're going to celebrate the. But yeah, <laughs> the,
1: the, you know, I just think that the opportunities of putting a new banner up into the into the air and and uh, being able to get a new MVP trophy and and everything—it's it like I mean. Adam Silver is a genius, isn't
0: that it? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I wasn't going to talk about the in-season tournament, but since, <laughs> since I brought it up... You brought it up! <laughs> you know, obviously, I put that thing out yesterday when I saw that Lakers were going to be raising a banner and some people have said, "Oh, you know, wouldn't every team do it? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, they would, because they're probably going to be told to do it. Yeah. Oh, it just it doesn't mean anything you know the way lakers were celebrating it was cringy the way i mean it winds me up when they wear goggles anyway to celebrate you know what happened to just you know you don't see formula one drivers doing it and they're getting it straight in the face yeah you know i'm not going to say what i was going to say because we had to bleep it out last week but um (laughs) you can probably imagine where i was going with it um Mm -hmm. you know and it's you know cling film or the tape stuff all over the room so that they don't make a mess of it and it's just like you didn't need all that not for the in-season tournament it was just and yeah i get it if bulls would won it i'd probably be thinking different but no i just can't get on board with this in-season tournament at the minute and
1: I, i i think the thing for me with with um lakers winning it and their celebrations and everything was I'm sure a lot of our listeners have seen the footage that was put out there of lebron two years ago when the seed was first planted of this um in 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 season tournament it was it was on the cards it was potentially going to be happening and he sat there and he absolutely criticized it from a height and said it was terrible idea and nobody cares about something like that and fast forward two years later and they've won it and he's got mvp you know deservingly or undeservingly is is for somebody else. <laughs> but he's got MVP, they've won the in season tournament and it's being celebrated like it's it's the world championship. I mean
0: World no, Champions.
1: Not, not for me. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you know when <laughs> you, you yeah you're a world
0: champion. <laughs> Come on, keep up <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. We'll talk about it next year when bulls try and win it. Yeah, Maybe.
1: <laughs> yeah we'll, we'll like it if the Bulls win it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Right. I've got a question for you that I was going to ask you on my last episode, or I've been meaning to ask you for a few weeks now. And it's a bit of a multi-part question. And yeah. early days, I know, you know, we're just what, just over a quarter into the season now, in-season tournaments out of the way.
1: Can I just stop here for a second? We're going to have to start turning this into a segment because every podcast lately, you keep going. Actually, I've got a question for you. So (laughs) we're going to have to 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 make a segment out of this somehow.
0: (laughs) Yeah, well, it's just I've been meaning to ask you privately, so why not ask you now? Um, Go for it. In front of everybody, right? (laughs) Obviously, we've had this start to the season, whatever however you want to describe it. We've kind of seen the whole thing with Zach and the possible trade coming up, blah, blah, blah. We know other players that are sort of in and around the conversations have been moved, the rebuild, the retool. But the first part of the question is, what would be a successful season for you now, having seen the way we've started?
1: Uh, do you know what? It's, it's a really tough question to answer because of where we're at. Um, if you asked me that at the start of the season, um, I probably would have given a very different answer. If, you asked, if you'd asked me that two weeks ago, I certainly would have given a very different answer. <laughs> but where we are now and how ironically how far or how close we are, should I say, to actually being back in a position of contention for the playoffs i kind of right. guess it changes for me play in i, I guess it kind of changes for me again well, that's why i said in contention for the playoffs because you get through the play <laughs> in get the playoff, right? but um so i suppose to want to answer it from where we are right now and if you ask me again after this next difficult run it could be a different answer but from where we're at right now and the way we're playing regardless of wins or losses right now at this moment in time, and just going off the back of the way we are actually playing on the court. I suppose I would gauge success closer to the way I would have done at the start of the season right now, which is I'd like to see them get into the playoffs and win at least two games Mm. because that's progression. But I don't see how that benefits us in the long run. And that's the problem. Um, Mediocrity is the issue for this team and has been for so long. And unfortunately, doing that isn't successful long term because it still leaves us in a position of mediocrity. So I guess I suppose the answer I would have given a week, two weeks ago would have been. Don't be in the middle and at that stage climbing the ranks was l- almost impossible looking now it's slightly less impossible looking but i don't want to tank i'm never i'm never pro tank but at least don't do just about enough to put yourself out of a possible build for the future does that make sense
0: yeah because my sort of thing on it is it depends what you, what direction you want the team to go in. Like you said, I, I'm not pro-tank either. You know, I, mm-hmm. do, I don't... To me, if we're going through the direction of building around the Carolina boys, you know, Kobe and P-Will, mm-hmm. which is obviously the way people seem to be trending at the minute. Obviously, you move the players like Zach, Damar, a lot of people saying Vooch, if you're going to build around them and let them basically have the keys to it all for this season, you're gauging the level of success on where them two players get us to. You know, so if they get us to the play-in, fantastic. If they get us, obviously, to the playoffs, even better. Um. However... If we end up going the opposite way, all they're learning is how to lose. And to me, that's not a success. And then you don't build around players that have got the losing, not a mentality, because nobody's got a losing mentality, but a losing, I don't know what the word is, to sort of. It's the, that, 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 yeah, that's all they know is how to lose. Teams like Pistons, for example, you know what I mean? They've got great young core but all they know is how to lose at the minute Mm -hmm. they've got nobody there that can turn that you know unless they get the trade for zach fingers crossed um you know they've got no players there that i know zach's not necessarily a winning player but that veteran presence there to sort of pull them out of this slump that they're in whereas at the minute bulls do with demar i think You know, so this young core that we've got, we do have the vets, but obviously it seems like we're going to move on from them vets, and it's like, well, which way do you go then? You know, are we (laughs) are we um, trying to are we trying to tank? Are we trying to get win now players in as the latest report come has come out from is it hoops hype or somebody which. Don't pay much attention to anyway. Um, yeah, so for me, if we're going to let Kobe run the show, if Kobe is now the face of the franchise, which he seems to have been for the last two, three weeks now, mm-hmm. success has got to be sort of the level of success has got to be taken from where. Him and P will take us two, I think. And, like I say, I just I just don't want these two players to get used to losing. Mm-hmm. You know, a loss like last night, yeah, fine, fair enough. The, the effort was there from both of them. But, yeah, it's just, we just don't know what direction AK is trying to take it. And that that's why, for me, it's hard to say, what a successful season is going to be. Because yeah. some people are going to say tanking is a success because we get a pick in a week draft next year. Great. Do you know what I mean? To me, that's, that's not a success because I don't think this team can rebuild through the draft. That's just my um, personal opinion.
1: You know, historically under this management, it hasn't been great, has it?
0: No, so obviously, I'll ask you that question again. Maybe when the trades have gone through, and yeah, we, we actually know what we've got, or maybe what direction we're going in. And mm-hmm. speaking of trades, one last question because it's doing the rounds at the minute Would you trade Alex Caruso?
1: Oh, this, <laughs> this one now is quite it's quite an annoying and difficult one to answer because like I said recently, why would you trade away an asset that brings such a level of mentorship and experience and hustle and understanding and knowledge to these young guys that are going to like, I mean, it's all good and well, that like you say, passing the keys over to the young lads and saying, right, show us what you can do. If they don't have some level of mentorship, they're just going to be driving around in circles. You need, they need guidance. They need someone to kind of say to them, well, look, that was great. But if you just do this, or if you try that, it will be even better. Or, do you know, that doesn't really work guys. Maybe we should try something else. Someone like that, that has that experience and has that respect from the young guys, because you can see how much respect they have for AC when he's talking to them on the sideline.
0: You could to see it last that, night, even when he wasn't playing.
1: Yeah, absolutely. He was over talking to them. more so than you couldn't even see Billy talking to them, but AC was over talking yeah.
0: to them. And he was nearly the on the court him. as well, wasn't
1: he? <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. He's lucky you he didn't get a tech. But um Yeah, so that, that side of it is it's it's so um, worth keeping. It, it's so valuable to this team, especially if we go in young core, right? However. I get the argument, and I said this the other day. I get the argument that people are making. I really, really do. I'm not stupid. I understand that his worth right now is probably at the absolute peak of his career and will never go any higher than what he's worth right now. He's got a year left on his contract. Does he walk at the end of that? You know, do we miss a trick by let, keeping him for a year and then that's the end of it? He walks anyway. I understand, I understand all that. And I guess that's the job of upper management to sit down, have a conversation with AK, uh, with, with uh, AC and kind of say to him, look, what do you want? What do you want out of this? Do you want to stick with this and help us grow? Or would you like us to release you somewhere else? And let Caruso have that chance to go and win a ring. But the thing that a lot of people seem to be forgetting is, you know, I understand people saying, oh, let DeMar off to get his ring. Let Zach off to get his ring. AC has a ring. Yeah. He, he has one already he's a world champion get that world champion um so he already has that so he may now he, he may very well feel like he wants another one and fair enough but he also may feel like well no, I've done that I want to be part of something else and we don't know how AC feels on it you know so we're all jumping around making a decision for him or making a decision for the club or in the organization and we don't know the full story but for me It's he's so valuable to the team as well as very valuable to the other teams that are out there. And I guess what I'm saying is, if you were going to let him go, I'd want to let him go for like a lot of people are saying, you get two first round picks for him. Well, I'd want to let him go for that, but I'd also want to bring in some sort of experience to replace maybe not exactly what he has, but at least some of what he has for this young core. Does that answer that? really round the houses but
0: yeah um yeah i'm the exact same ordinarily i don't want to see him go because like you say we need players like that there but yeah he's got a year left on his deal and he's not going to be as valuable this time next year no because if he's got that year left on his deal He's, he didn't want to re sign in Chicago. Let's be honest. You know what I mean? So he's also then a year older. So his values dropped in what we can get for him. You know, and if we were to re sign him, he's not on this team friendly deal that he's on. Because mm, no. he's gonna want a lot more than is it nine million or whatever he's on? Nine
1: is it nine point five million or something, I think he's on.
0: Something like that, yeah. Um, yeah. you know, he's probably gonna want double plus yeah. that. And it's not going to be the same player because of just purely because of the way he plays the game. And his availability is gonna start dropping the more toes that fall off and shoulders that (laughs) pop out of socket and stuff like that. So again, to me, it comes down to what direction AK wants to go in. You know, if we're going full rebuild, you've got to you've got to move him now while his value is up there. If he's going the whole, let's see what we look like when Zach's gone, then you've got to keep him. Yeah. But you then have to make a decision in the off season of, are we going to re-sign him? How much are we going to offer him? Because you need that sorting before the end of next year. And. I mean, the, the cap situation's all over the place anyway. We don't know what's it going is. on with Demar. You know, so... Right now, I'd say trade him, to be honest. Would you? But, yeah. But for the best package you are going to get. If they ring up and say, I will give you a first-round pick, the phone goes straight down. If they say, yeah. two first-round picks and a young player who could turn into something because of the, the way the salaries match and stuff like that, or that experienced player who can offer you somebody to go stand and shoot threes, a little bit of defense, whatever. You take it. You know what I mean? That That's kind of... There can't be any in-between. Do you know what I mean? It's either yeah. no or yes. That's it. It's just none of this, well... How about you offer us this, or how about you know, and whatever they do, don't put him in any deal that involves Zach as a as a buffer.
1: Yeah, because I think you lose the value in him that way.
0: Yeah, yeah. So obviously, it's going to be an interesting few weeks because was it Friday? Certain players become available, and yep. then another month, and the Lakers players become available to get the Zach trade done. Yay. um. So yeah, <laughs> just see how it not, goes.
1: Not excited about potentially getting Austin Reeves and having another flu game player. <laughs> still on there? the plus
0: side, <laughs> on, the, on the plus side, if we got Austin Reeves and we get tickets to this Team USA thing in next year, there will be a bull on the team. Maybe. True. That's the only positive.
1: Well, I don't know though. I mean, this is the Team USA that's going to be going back to old, isn't it? This is the one that's going to be headlined by LeBron and and his uh, <laughs> his angels, isn't it?
0: <laughs> no, because they only have to turn up in Paris, don't they? She, <coughs> it? That's it.
1: Well, that's true. Or that's true.
0: They don't need to go through World Cups and warm ups and showcases whatever it is they're describing this as they just turn up yeah. and then they'll win it yeah. let let the young kids come over they excite the fans and win nothing because it's a nothing game and then yeah. they turn up and win gold good old LeBron
1: that's all it takes
0: <sighs> anyway uh just quickly obviously Windy City had two games over the weekend they beat uh Wisconsin Heard 110-102 on Saturday. Dale and Terry, 25 points, 4 rebounds, 7 assists, 2 steals, 1 block, 4 of 7 from 3. Adama sonogo 20 points, 15 rebounds, 3 assists, 2 steals, 1 block. They backed that up on Sunday with a loss to uh, Motor City Cruise, 115-113. It was a slow start cost on that one. They were down 41-19 at the end of the first. Ouch. And then the, they only lost by two points. Bulls Sounds basketball familiar. at its <laughs> finest. <laughs> um, Dale and Terry, Julian Phillips were back with the big bulls at that point. So Adama Sonogo, 13 points, 13 rebounds, one assist, two steals, one block. And on Ralph bit him. did make his return as well. I think he got about half an hour, 12 points, somewhere like that. Um, mm-hmm. I did see a comment about Sonogo, somebody saying, call him up, put him at the four. No. Not you
1: know, ready?
0: I'm not saying he's not ready, but where does he get the minutes? That's the thing. You might as well just leave him down there just let him destroy the G League. If at any point we decide we're going to sit Vooch or Drummond for a game or to have an injury, call him up, give him the minutes. Fair yeah. enough. But don't call him up to try and mess the rotations up of fitting him at the four or, you know, moving P. Will to the three so that he can get minutes at the four because it's not where he's playing. You know, he's, to me, you just let the momentum run. And it's the same with Dale mm. and Terry. I want to see Dale and Terry get minutes tonight against Nuggets the same way he got minutes last night because he's. Yeah. Uh, what he a didn't, yeah. He didn't do a lot, but he got 11 minutes and you've just got to keep it going. Same with, the, yeah, like we said, absolutely. you've got to let them play through the mistakes. You know, Dale and Terry hit a three last night and then missed that wide open three, which we could have done with. Mm-hmm. Don't sit in because of it. Let him go out there and figure it out.
1: Yeah. Uh, you, you don't want him to feel punished for missing because all you're, all you're teaching them then is to not shoot.
0: Yeah. As we've gone through. Yeah. I mean, did you see that article from Will Gottlieb? Um, just quickly, the way you spoke with the development staff, and, and I haven't actually read about... the
1: article yet. I saw the article. I haven't read it. I haven't read it yet.
0: <clears throat> yeah, it's quite an interesting bit in there about Dale and how Peter Patton is really going at him with his shooting okay. and stuff like that. And... Well, I mean,
1: what was it four for seven uh, in the in against the herd? Um, yeah. To see and, and do you know what his shot looked all right as well? Shooting them, it, yeah. It looked Elbow like it, was in. It yeah, yeah, it looked good, uh, and to see that, that's great.
0: And that's what I mean. If you read that article, it tells you how Peter Patton's getting him to do it, and they've got this system. I can't remember what it is. That okay. Tells you what the perfect shot should be, and like Dale and Terry are saying, "I have got it," and Peter Patton saying, yeah, but "You want the perfect shot? You need right. to do this." So he is constantly apparently. There's quite a lot of you know um, chirping going on with it all, and it all obviously in good nature, but yeah. It's worth reading, if you know, obviously for you and yeah. anybody who hasn't read it. Uh, just quickly, obviously, Nuggets tonight, still going for a loss? Yes,
1: absolutely. Yeah. Especially yeah, after see... the overtime last night.
0: Yeah, I've changed my mind. I'm going positive. I'm saying we win it.
1: Well, one it of us right. is going to be right.
0: Exactly. Hopefully me. <laughs> uh, and then obviously we've got uh, Doubleheader against Heat to end the week uh obviously we're not sure if we're putting another episode out we'll maybe try and cover the nuggets game at some point but um yeah obviously what are you saying for the heat games
1: split them i'm sticking with split them
0: yeah i'm going lose lose win
1: okay you actually want me to uh, well sure i'll flip it then for the crack win lose
0: (laughs) right yeah so uh, obviously it was a bit of a not a rushed episode, but we had to change what we were going to talk about. and Obviously, scheduling-wise, it probably doesn't make any sense why we're talking about spares when we're getting ready to play Nuggets. But, hey, nothing makes sense with this Bulls organization. so
1: It is what it is. Why you know, should it's better we... than not putting anything out there at all, right?
0: Exactly. So, with that, it's bedtime for me. And then I'll be up again in three hours to watch Bulls. Um, Mm-hmm. obviously i always appreciate everybody for listening and make sure you leave us some comments and all the good stuff and like i say we may be back to quickly cover the nuggets game don't know yet it's all scheduling all over but mm-hmm. as always i've been matt and you can find me on twitter at matt C-R-D-U-K, and you can find us on all the socials at UK.
1: And you can find me on Twitter at Neil UK. On behalf of both Matt and myself and the Fans First Sports Network, thanks once again to everyone for tuning in, whether you're watching or whether you're listening. Please do subscribe, rate, and review, and give us a thumbs up on YouTube. It helps us to keep providing you with the content. From us both, do remember it's a Chicago Bulls thing wherever in the world you are supporting this team. Until next time, see Red people and go Bulls. It's time for the perculator. Perculator.